This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharudin and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Recently, the BKL announced their plan to close the famous Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman every Sunday beginning at the end of September to encourage a culture of walking among city dwellers. Encouraging a culture of walking is definitely something good, but is our city actually designed to be walkable? Walkability of a city is not limited to actually just providing pedestrian pavements, but should go beyond that. Joining us to elaborate more on this is Shohana Shamsuddin, President of Breaker Bandar. Okay, um... In a nutshell, you know, walkability is about the ability for people to walk. So, uh, when you talk about ability to walk, it also relates to walking as a preferred option for as a mode of transportation rather than you walk because you are forced to. So, uh, that's why in urban design, we see walking uh, or a walkable environment as one of the most important solution to deal with the problem of uh, congestion, uh, traffic congestion and air pollution uh, in, in the cities as well as um, um, crowded situation even in uh, public uh, transportation. So actually, um, I'm very glad that you chose to uh, ask me to discuss about walkability because I think this is, this is one of the the aspects of um, city building that we in Malaysia are, are not really uh, focusing into. Um, we are doing it uh, just as a lip service uh, in the sense that you, when you talk about you know, giving pedestrian uh, access to a place, it's just putting out the pavement uh, um, uh, or um, what we call it um, pedestrian pathways. But one thing that we forget is that People do not walk because there is a, 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 a pavement to walk on. The design of the pavement, the design of the places for people to walk is as important as providing that as a, uh, as a means to encourage people to walk. So when we talk about design, when, when we're talking about uh, walking as a as a preferred mode of um, transportation, especially in the city centre as well as in the neighbourhood. We have to look at uh, walking as a network, you know. So you cannot just provide a pedestrian pathway in one area and it's not linked to others or it's not accessible to other parts. It is about a system, a network of routes so that people can easily reach from one place to another uh, conveniently to encourage them to walk. Because otherwise, you know, even if you have an efficient public transportation, now once people leave the uh, the stations, they have to walk. So how do you um, actually provide the, the the linkages that you know can actually bring people from the public transportation station to their place of work? Now this is something that um that it cannot just be resolved by just you know putting all pavement. You have to actually uh, work out. The, the whole network of the movement patterns of the people, where people want to go, where are the uh, origin of pedestrians and where are the most likely uh, destinations of, of, of these pedestrians, if you want to talk about the network. But most importantly, because I've also been involved in doing some kind of um, 
access audits to uh, of public places uh, uh, in Malaysia as part of research that was um, uh, conducted for the I think Ministry of Women at that time. You know, uh, no. um, so what we did is that we audit the pedestrian facilities in um, two public places. One in um, Danga Bay, you know, it's a waterfront expanded area in Johor Bahru. Another one is Jalan Bukit Bintang. So diff two different kind of public places. And if when when we audit this, you know, we were taking um, a group of uh, people with disability, you know, a blind person, somebody who's using a wheelchair-bound person, somebody who is deaf and so forth, you know. So when we tested these places for these uh, disabled people, you know, most of the parts of the, even though there's a pedestrian path being provided, but when it comes to negotiating uh, at the junctions, you know, when the wheelchair has to go down, you know, the, the 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 ramp was not provided. There's a very huge gap between the curbs and the and the road surface. So the detailed design in itself doesn't allow smooth you know, movement of for people with disabled. Now, then we are, when, when we can say that um okay because there are people with disability, so it is suspected that they cannot walk uh, conveniently. But even for the normal people, you know, um. The the problem that that I see in terms of design is the discontinuity, you know, in terms of the linkages, so that you can walk safely in one place, and then when you try to change your routes, you know, the other parts of the city, the the city is not well connected. So there must be a full commitment if you want to make the the city walkable in terms of this environment. Because when I said just now, walk walkable uh, walkable team is about ability to walk. Not just to uh, just to walk, but walk in a safe uh, environment, walking in a comfortable environment, that and then walking um uh, uh, conveniently, and then there is also when you want to encourage people to walk, you must make the experience of walking very pleasurable. So if you uh, if there is nothing along the 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 route for people to walk, you know, people can get can easily get bored or sometimes you know. It's not a safe place to walk if, uh, at night uh, and so forth. So, so the these are all the aspects, and then the materials that you use for the pavements. You know, it's very important because one of the things discovered that many of the at some of the places in Jalan Bukit Bintang in the at that time the material was not uh, suitable for people who who has a walking stick because it's skidded. You know, they keep on skidding uh, uh, when it rains because the, it was very uh, the material was very smooth. So um, it's not really really safe uh, in that aspect. That that's the introduction to, to to the problem. Okay, so so I think I think you brought up very important points there with regard to how when it comes to I guess designing a city that's walkable, it's not just putting pavements there, right? So so what should be the right way, quote unquote, to to design a city that's walkable? So one of the things that you have to consider when you are designing to make the places walkable is to make it accessible. That this is related to what what I was talking about the network. You know, you have to actually. Uh, it's really not something like you know. Okay, we just put the pedestrian pathway uh at or alongside the road. No, that's not the thing. We you have to actually, uh, do a study of the city center and plot where are the or like I said, the origin where people are going to come. Normally, is from the car parks to the place of work, from the um. Uh, public uh, transportation stations and these are the 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 one that generate the pedestrians multi-story car parks in the city uh, center 
Uh, and then uh, if you look at the examples abroad, you know, like in Nottingham City Centre, they do not allow the cars to go inside the city centre. Only public transportation and taxis are allowed. So they will have all this um, uh, multi-storey parking, you know, public parking places uh, around the city centre in the form of park and ride. So once they leave their cars there, they can, they can walk conveniently into the city centre. And when you force people to walk, you must provide the environment to make it walkable. That means people will feel it is a preferred option. You know, they don't, they are not forced to walk, but they chose to walk because walking is so comfortable, so safe, and then uh, so convenient. So it, it's like, um, like I said, to make it a walkable environment, it needs a lot of efforts. It's more about the design. It's not just about planning or putting a policy to make it work, but you have to design for it. And when you talk about design, then lots of consideration will go into it. The um, like I mentioned just now, the materials. You know, where do you provide the linkages? You now, which area needs to be linked to which area? Like you mentioned, it's now point A to point B. We want to know the points. You know, before you can make the whole. Once you are making, uh, uh, ensuring this disconnectivity. You know, between the the various points that generate the pedestrians, then you will find slowly that people people will opt to walk because rather than like I mentioned you just now, but but if you make it easy for the cars to come into the city centre and you make it difficult for people to walk, so we, the, the solution, the, the problem will not be resolved. It's like a chicken and egg situation, you know. <laughs> you know, which yeah. one do we do first? But Correct. if you look into, into the theory of environmental psychology, there is a symbiotic relationship between man and environment behavior. So the, the behavior of the human behavior is actually uh, adaptable to the environment that they got. If you provide an environment that discourages people to walk, then people will not walk. When people do not walk, what will happen to them? You know, they will have um, a very unhealthy lifestyle. And then because um, in this country, we tend, we tend to consume, consume lots of starch, you know, starch, carbohydrates, lots of carbohydrates, and you do not know burn all those fat, and you end up, you know, being uh, obese. And uh, we are known to be a country with high uh, percentage of obesity. And that will lead to another health issues, which is uh, diabetes, you know. <laughs> but not having enough access, because walking, is, uh, if you look at, uh, walking, not just from the point of view of a uh, transportation, but it's also an uh, health issues. It is it's, it's also like you know you are designing cities to promote a healthy lifestyle, like what they did in Japan. Then people just walk. Uh, uh, people are forced to walk because the the whole city, the way they design city is you have to walk, and you hardly see oh, very um overweight people over there. So like, remember, like I said to you, you know, we designed the cities that actually produce the kind of people we are today. That was Shuhana Shamsuddin, President of Breaker Bandar, giving us a one-on-one lesson on how to design our cities to be more walkable. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. PFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin and I'm joined by Shuhana Shamsuddin, President of Breaker Banda via Zoom. We've been talking about the walkability of a city and when it comes to this topic, people always say that our weather is not really conducive for us to walk everywhere. 
It's common to hear this, and so I asked Shuana how this can be dealt with in the design of our city. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, because um, we cannot blame the weather all our life, you know. I think <laughs> because we are stuck with the weather. It's 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 like uh, the weather is uh, is um uh, something that is um stationary. You know, it's not a variable. It's not something you can change or not because we are stuck with this weather. A tropical uh, uh, climate where it is hot and humid, hot, humid, and wet. <laughs> uh, like I said, we can't change the weather, and now the weather is also giving us a problem because of this climate change issue. So you cannot predict the kind of weather we have, but we cannot, like I said, we cannot be blaming the weather all our life. I mean, we uh, and then stuck with the situation we we are today. We have to work around the weather. So now that you know the kind of weather you have, you have to design with the weather. Design with this is another issue that I'm that I, I I'm hoping that we'll be able to pick up in in Malaysia. Design with the climate. We are not designing with the climate at the moment because we are taking the the easy solution of using the air conditioning. I mean, even sometimes we look at the houses. You know, it, it's just. You cannot survive without air conditioning because the way it is been designed, uh, it's not 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 there is such thing as passive design whereby you make full use of the natural ventilation. Uh, that's wrong. But that that is another issue that um uh, to talk it. But like I said, Singapore. I mean, we don't have to look far. See, our neighbor Singapore is also sharing the same climate as us. They are they are much nearer to the equator. It's hotter. But if you try to walk, I mean, I've taken my my students to Singapore for a field field trip, and also I do my research um case studies um in Singapore, and I can walk, you know, from the hotel to the office that we are going to have our discussion, comfortably and conveniently, even with the weather. Uh, that they they have the tropical weather because they design their streets, you know, to cope with the kind of weather. You can see lots of uh, shaded areas along the the pedestrian path uh, pathways, and if you look at the shopping streets, you know, there are lot, lots of veranda where they design it so that there's a lot of uh, concept of veranda way and and so forth to so that you can you can have uh, uh, feel the breeze uh, uh, in the street. So. If there is a way to design the climate, you know that's what we call the tropical design um, issue. So we have to apply the concept. This, I think, if you are serious, serious in 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 making our environment workable, you can do lots of studies and research to find out. You know how do you, how do you manipulate the 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 the, the environment so that you can design so to cope with the kind of weather we have. I've also been to countries like Morocco, Spain, during summer when it's about forty two degrees Celsius. You know, but there's places to 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 walk uh, for that kind of environment. So if you know that your the the your your um environment is this very hot sun and rain, then you have to design with lots of uh, shading, lots of shading devices. I've um interviewed um the Baltimore City Council in US where they um required all the shop uh keepers to provide some kind of a uh, like an awning in an uh, overhang in front of the shop so that people can walk underneath if it rains and it is hot so provide the the, the shade and that is actually uh have to be provided by the shop uh owners themselves but we can also have a design request requiring the architect you know to provide all like what we used to do in the past you know the five foot the tradition uh the traditional old shop houses where they have these five foot arcaded walkways where we can walk 
uh, uh, you, you can walk in front of the shop, then you you are protected by the rain. You know, you this concept of kaki lima. You know, last time which 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 we experienced in in the past in our uh, old shop houses. So actually, when talk about design, design is about problem solving in a creative manner. So, but you 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 need to uh, have a commitment to design for that, you know, and because there will be, the solution will comes once you are committed to provide that kind of environment. Mm. What about safety, doctor? Um, safety is also something that's paramount, right? And people tend to also sometimes say when it comes to, I guess, sharing the the road space with cars. I've also done a research with my uh, master's is about safety. We were, we we were looking at it from the women perspective, because you know it is said that if a woman feels safe to be in a, an, an environment, then it should be safe for everyone, because the women are the vulnerable group. So I did this research with my student to see how the uh, the safety issues um, uh, at the streets because at that time it was quite some time ago there was the issue of um, mugging you know this uh, lagut snatching handbag snatching lots of uh, women you know facing problem that their handbag was being snatched as they walk along the the streets you know uh, so so the streets. But when talk about safety, uh, honey, you can uh, look at safety from two perspectives. One is safety from the physical environment point of view, and then the second is the safety uh, from perception. Sometimes a place is perceived to be unsafe. It's not really unsafe, but the perception is that is because the way it has been designed. And some places, you know, it is unsafe physically because, like, if you try, if you look at uh, one of the common problems in our uh, city centre, for example, I think we can just focus on city centre first, um, is that there's no continuity uh, between one uh, block to another in terms of, and then there is also the, the change, there's too much changes of levels. And sometimes it's so abrupt, you know, from one point to another, you know, you have to sometimes... Uh, there's about um, um, half uh, uh, several inches, you know, of a drop level where it's not, if you can't, if you don't really um, notice it, you can even fall. Uh, and and also the materials, you know, sometimes it's not safe that you can uh, can easily, especially for women who wear who wear their heels, you know, they can get stuck into it. So there's a lot of issues of safety on the aspects of the detailed design of the pavement as well as like when you want to cross the road, for example, sometimes they put pedestrian uh, overhead bridges at an area where people don't want to um, cross. They want to cross somewhere else. This is what we call the desired paths. So you have to make an observation, you know, where is the place that people want to go before you put the pedestrian path. So in the end, people, uh, I also do the same, people jaywalk. You know, people, they, they, they risk their life crossing at, at places where they're not supposed to cross because that is the most convenient place to cross. So um, this, this, this issue about safety uh, point of view from, uh, from walking, it, uh, another aspect is that when, if you want people to feel safe to walk, one of the things that was highlighted in our city is that at night, there must be adequate lighting, you know, so that the place is brightened up, you know, it's not dark because when it's dark uh, and you provide a pedestrian uh, pathway, then it, it will be actually uh, attracting undesirable uh, things to, to happen uh, along the way. 
Now the other perception of uh, safety is also related to 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 the kind of uh, design that 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 you provide to make people feel because people will feel safe that if they know that they've been watched by other people, so you know, there is some kind of surveillance along the streets. So. Uh, what is desirable is to have places where there are lots of um, pedestrian uh, volume, you know, people walking there. Those are the places that you focus to put your, to put a, a pedestrian kind of facility so that, you know, it provide the, uh, the you already, um, you are providing environment for an area that is already uh, having lots of people uh, choosing to walk uh, over there. So um, this issue, I mean, I th- I've been talking about a research that has been done quite some time ago and the, 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 the problem still remains until today. As far as a walkable environment is concerned, we are, have not improved in terms of the... We have only focused on certain um, parts of the city centre, but like I said, it's a network, you know. You can't, you can't make people walk if only on one road that you make it walkable, but the other parts of cities are not, is, is it? Because, like I said, people they don't, don't just walk um, along the road back and forth, but then after that, they have to go back to where they park their cars or where they put or where they have to take their LRT or MRT, uh, whatever public transportation they come over, or for or the buses, the bus stop and so forth. So the decision making, this network must be studied carefully, and then there, 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 there must be um, um, kind a, a design that provide the linkages to to all these important points that is needed to encourage people to walk. All right. Uh, earlier in the interview, you mentioned something related to the pleasurability of of walking areas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, can can you I guess elaborate a bit on that? What do you mean by that? And and how can we make our walking experience a bit more pleasurable in that sense? Actually, when you design it, that's why I said, you know, um, it's not about just provi- providing the, the pedestrian pathway. You have to design as such to anticipate the kind of experience that people will be having when they walk along the area. For, say, for example, um, if you ask people to walk just along a, an empty wall, you know, there's nothing to see. You know, they will get bored. They will feel it so far. They've been walking for so far and they have not reached the, their destination. Whereas, you know, it's just a perception because, they, because they're so bored, there's nothing for them to, uh, they don't enjoy their experience uh, and therefore they feel that they have walked uh, very far and they will not go and walk again in that area. So, uh, when you design the pathway, you must ensure that there is something to see, something for people to observe. There are... For example, um, uh, along the routes. That's why I say you have to design. You have to actually, uh, when you when you uh, in urban design, it's not just about providing. You have to design the experience that people will go through uh, as they walk from one point to another. So the uh, that then landscaping can help. You know, in, in the way you you landscape the the path along the way, and the activities that that. Um, that is uh, encouraged along the way. So, for example, the kind of show, having restaurants. And uh, nowadays, in the, during the pandemic, we were encouraging that um, the restaurants and so forth to have tables uh, for people to sit outside. You know, because that that is my that's safer rather than uh, eating indoors. So, so that kind that of, those are the examples of the activities along the journey, the route that can actually um be experienced by people walking, and that can gen uh can create lots of interest to them and they don't feel that like they've been walking for for 
uh, a long time. I give a good example, you know, what happens in Barcelona when, you know, um, they have this uh, very long pedestrian um, walkway. It's one of the famous pedestrian streets in the world. It's called La Ramblas, you know, where it's connecting the uh, waterfront area in the new parts of Barcelona to the old city parts. And along these pedestrian streets, you know, there are lots of um, stalls, people selling things, and then uh, 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 on-street cafes, and they, they even have artists, you know, artists, um, these buskers, you know, street buskers playing guitars, and then they have people um, painting as well. So that as you walk along, you know, you, you don't realise that actually you have Reach the other, the other end of the, uh, of the 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 city, by just and it's, it's such a pleasurable kind of experience of walking. So rather than you walk there because you know you got you cannot drive to that place and then you, then you will feel bored and then you will feel, uh, there's an anxiety. Actually, that's why I said you know in urban design we also have to look into the environmental psychology. You know, wow, what do people perceive? What do people feel about the environment? And how to design to overcome it. Like how to design to overcome the feeling of being unsafe in the place, you know. So, so when you understand the psychology uh, uh, of the people, then you can find the solutions uh, to design. So one of the this aspect that I mentioned about, you know, the journey, the experience that people go through, the things that they see along the way, along the way when they walk, will actually encourage people to walk. All right. Um. Recently, DBKL has uh made known their plan to um close Jalan Tungkot Raman to traffic. Right. Um. Every Sunday to encourage people to walk. Um. Uh. What What do you think of this idea? And do you think that this idea uh, essentially is a good is a good thing? The fact that I mean we're we're planning to close roads just to allow people to walk. Um. I think. Um. Yeah. I did some research. You know, when I did when I did the KL Heritage Trail Master Plan. Now that area is also is one of the area that we identify as the the area where you can have a heritage trail because Jalan Tugaraman uh, in the past it was called Batu Road is the earliest high street for KL. So if you look at the way people design all over the world, you know the high streets in many major cities in the world are normally pedestrian variety. Now pedestrian there is two dif- there's a difference between pedestrian variety and Pedestrian street, pedestrian street or pedestrian uh, mall is is that no cars at all allowed in the in the place, but pedestrian priority is a design of the street that puts give more priority to pedestrian rather than cars. The cars can come in, but they are crawling, for example, and the the pedestrian can can walk easily uh, where they they like. With the cars, you know, uh, you know, um, given given the second priority. So, yes, I think if they want to study the effect of uh, what happens if you close the street and so forth, I think I I would go for that idea of making uh, Jalan Tugu Draman pedestrian uh, priority in a in a sec if it's possible to do so. If you are allowing, there are also this concept uh, which is. Uh, Happening a lot in um uh in the UK and so forth, where there is a time zone being applied. So if you want to do some any loading and unloading for the shopkeepers, any access for shopkeepers, they can come in during the early hours before the shops opens. Uh, so the street will be open to the to the to the cars uh, for the purpose of access for uh, loading and unloading of goods. 
And also, there's also another concept where the streets are only allowed for those who are residents in that area. They're only the residents can bring in the cars and they have a, like a permit being a sticker applied to the car. So this concept of pedestrian priority areas is something that we, we have to, to encourage, especially in areas like, I mean, Jalan Tukuraman is one of the streets which have a high volume of pedestrians. So it's quite justifiable, you know, if they are giving priority to the pedestrians in as such because, you know, most people go to, uh, the unique thing about Jalan Tukuraman is that the kind of trading they have is not the same like any other streets. They, they, are, they are more into the traditional kind of trading. You know, there's a lot of, they're very famous if you want to buy fabrics, uh, uh, retail kind of trading as compared to streets that have a shopping complexes and so forth. So and you can see, I also like to go to Jalan Tugaraman to, to do shopping because I really feel like I'm walking in, along a street because in other parts, you know, they, it doesn't have that kind of ambiance. I think because Jalan Tugaraman has been around for so long, you can still see some of the old shop houses over there. So this idea may work, but I think they, they need to do a lot more study uh, and observation because uh, I assume that they are doing just to test the case or just to encourage, uh, make it more convenient for the pedestrian because during Sunday, you've got lots of people going there to shop. So, the priority should be given for the pedestrians and for the cars, you know, to find some other other deviation. They have to, they, uh, if you, if, if they want to encourage um, people to walk, you know, you cannot have your cake and eat it. You, know, you have to decide what, who do you want to give the priority to? If you want to give the priority to pedestrians, then you design to make the pedestrians feel that they are given the uh, the priority in the, in the way the, the street has been designed. But if you want Still allowing cars to go very fast and still encouraging cars to come. You know, in a way, then it would deter the pedestrians to to go to that kind of, to that kind of place. So, um, but I think the choice of doing um, uh, making Jangan pedestrian party area is should have done should have been done <laughs> later on because it's justifiable because it has been done in other countries and it works for that situation. But they have to, like I said, it's not they have to watch out for the detailed design, you know, to make the materials. And it's so hot. I mean, in our country, the the, the shopping street should have lots of shading, you know, like more uh, landscaping and so forth to give the shades and also to make the air cooler, uh, uh, water elements and so forth. So you have to design, like I said, not just, you know, product, uh, providing the pedestrian family, but you have to design the, 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 the pedestrian spaces so that it's enjoyable to walk, safe and comfort. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, as much as the design is important in encouraging people to walk, I think, uh, you also mentioned earlier in the interview about um uh, a change in mindset, right, when it comes to walking. Uh, so any advice to our listeners as to how, you know, how they can start walking? Mm. Like I said, I like I mentioned, you know, uh, no, if you if you look what uh Winston Churchill uh said after the World War, today we build buildings, but tomorrow the buildings will shape us. It's the same with cities. Today we shape the today we build the cities, tomorrow the, the city will shape us. So if you build the city for people to drive their car, then in the end you will get people who just enjoy driving even though you know you can even even though for a short distance there's still people to drive rather than walk. So what I'm trying to get here is that it's like a chicken I mentioned it's like a chicken egg situation. Which one do you do first? You design the pedestrian, the, the, the cities to make it walkable, then people will walk, or you force people to walk, then only you design for it. But I think um, 
um, uh, from environmental psychology point because like I said to you, environmental psychology is very important when 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 doing urban design because we have to understand the people, um, how people behave, you know, how people perceive. If um, my uh, suggestion is that you have to design the environment to be workable first because then you can see that people, once people see that, it is much more convenient to walk and is safer and is enjoyable as compared to, you know, driving there because if you make, like like I said, like in some other cities, they make it difficult for the cars when they go into the city centre. I mean, Singapore, they, they make you pay, you charge them very high. Or they like in Nottingham, they don't even allow you. You are forced to park your car before you enter the city centre. So once you make it difficult for the cars to come in, and then you provide the the environment to make it very walkable, then people will adapt because human beings are adaptable. We can change our behavior according to the environment that that we're given to. But at the moment, like you mentioned, is now we are very car centric society. I mean, we we are, we are not we are, we not just have one car. We most likely have two cars. You know, most households have two cars because everywhere you can, have to get by. Although I am, I am um like I love to use public transportation, but it's so inconvenient. We can't because it's not accessible everywhere. Only certain parts of the city, you know, accessible by public transportation. So you you are forced to drive. There are people like me who are forced to drive. I like to walk. I like to use public transportation. But sometimes I'm being forced to drive because the we're not designing to facilitate for people to use public transportation and to walk. I mean, another thing I think, uh, one hour. Uh, what is the problem that I notice here is that um, we we have been uh, going for low carbon. You've heard of low carbon uh, city policy? Yeah. Okay. But you know what? What's happening now? I mean, what does low carbon city mean? Low carbon means a city where you use less um, vehicles because vehicles are the ones which discharge carbon into the environment. But if you want a low carbon city, but at the same time you build more and more elevated highways in the city center, more and more um, widening the road so that the cars can move faster. How are you going to get a low carbon in that way? Because people will be People will prefer to drive because it's so convenient to drive now. That's why I said like in Singapore, they have been thinking about public transportation way back in the 80s, even 60s, 70s. They would be thinking because they know that they, they haven't got much land because they are you know, on an island. They cannot be relying on, on cars. So they have to, they have got no choice. They got to go for public transportation and they work out a system whereby they force people not to like taking cars into the city centre. And in the city centre, make it easy uh, for people to walk from one uh, destination to another. Once you, once you get into out from the metro station, then there is a very connect, well-connected pedestrian engages to go back to their, to their homes. Then only you can uh, actually encourage people uh, to walk and leave their cars. And if you look at uh, Singapore and Japan, you know, not many people own a car. Anyway, because they say it's so expensive to own a car over there. And it's so difficult to find car parts. So, but the public transportation is so efficient. And they enjoy walking because, you know, the, the, the environment is being designed for them to walk comfortably and safely once they leave the public transport uh, stations. So, like I said, it's, it's an effort that uh, you have to be very committed. To, to have a walkable environment. It's not just 
like you said, mentions now, not just about providing the uh, pedestrian pavement. It's the whole system. It's the whole system because like you cannot have your cake and eat it. You cannot have bring more and more cars into the city at the same time you expect more people to, to walk. Because to expect people to walk, you must get an efficient public transportation. Otherwise, people will bring their cars. And when more and more people bring their cars, you know, who are going to walk? So, yeah, it's not it's not that, like I said just now, it's just an easy solution. Like, okay, we put pedestrian pavement along the street. No, it, it has to be a very um, an integrated kind of approach to design for it. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Shona Shamsuddin, President of Breaker Bandar, giving her thoughts on walkability of a city and its relation to urban design. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store, and you can also find this podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.